We're going to talk happy stuff like cyber attacks. Yeah, and, and <laughs> hacking and, and ransom. Yeah, it's really exciting. In a digital age, they can't trace Bitcoin from who it goes to. They, they can't trace that? Dude, they don't even offer... Most of these custodians, if not all of them, don't even give you a statement. This is why the crosshairs are on the crypto community right now. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of The Capitalist Investor. You got uh, no nickname, Mark. I, I got to figure that out. And we got Tony the Tiger. I, 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 want, I wanted a nickname because uh, Diamond Hands D, like, yeah, you don't got nothing? I got nothing, dude. So yeah. I had a few people reach out. The, the one guy... He, he mentioned Maverick. Okay. So you got the alliteration going on there. You got the M and the M, right? So I'm right. like, all right, that's cool. But I really don't look like Tom Cruise. I actually kind of more resemble Val Kilmer, who was Iceman with the blonde hair. So maybe Iceman. Okay. Ice, Iceman. I, li- I like that better. Actually. I like that. Maverick, it's, got- it doesn't work for me. Right. I, I don't have the, the dark hair, you yeah. know? Um, someone mentioned Teflon Tepper. Yeah. That's okay. Not bad. I like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Iceman? I think I like that Iceman. We might, we might run with Iceman. Yeah. All right. So Diamond Hands D, he's in Hawaii. We're jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are in Cleveland. Right. Palm trees. 64 degrees today and rainy. Yeah. Terribly cloudy. Let's not talk about it. All right. We're going to need to talk happy stuff. We're going to talk happy stuff like cyber attacks. Yeah. And, and <laughs> hacking and, and ransom. Yeah. It's really exciting. So, um, you know, as of the time that we're recording this episode, we just learned, I think it was yesterday, the T-Mobile got hacked, yeah. right? Um, a couple months before that, maybe a month before that, Colonial Pipeline got hacked. Both of these situations, the hackers demanded ransom, and they demanded ransom in crypto, right? Right, Because it's untraceable, right? And that's obviously one of the things that, that has really people from both parties, right and left, um, this is why the crosshairs are on the crypto community right now. So, you know, the, the one Amongst thing, obviously tax reason, I mean, that's one piece of it. All right, man. Yeah. Like, so, you know, if, if they were in dollars, you could like trace the dollars, get the, yeah, the you, serial find, you see num- the wire transfers you, going through that. And you see, the, yeah. they have serial numbers oh, and stuff. cash. Yeah. Cash, cash, like, like old school briefcases of cash, right? Old school so, stuff, you know, but I mean, in this day, I mean, again, I, I'm, I wish I knew a little bit more about it, but in a digital age, they can't trace Bitcoin for who it goes to. They, they can't trace that. Dude, they don't even offer most of these custodians, if not all of them, don't even give you a statement. They don't give you a 1099. All right, that's why there's so much ambiguity as it relates to who's really reporting this stuff on their taxes. It's right. not easy. Like if you wanted to report it on your taxes, like there's, there's some homework you got to go through. You got to figure out where you purchased the stuff, where you sold it. It's not, it's not systematized like it is for when you sell stocks and bonds and stuff right. like that. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we just saw this happen to T-Mobile. We saw it happen to colonial pipeline. There's probably a, a hundred other companies it's happened to over the course of the last two or three months that we just haven't heard about because they weren't big enough attacks, big enough ransoms. Right. Um, and at Tony, if you remember, you go back to, I think it was 2017, maybe 2018 when Equifax got <laughs> hacked. Yeah. One of the three credit bureaus got hacked. It's a big problem. They Equifax has everybody's information. Everyone. It's a big problem. <laughs> that is a big problem. 
Right. Right. So, you know, you got all this stuff going on. And Tony, you know, again, as of the time that that we're recording this episode, there's a a hell of a lot of stuff going on in Afghanistan right now. Yeah. Okay. we're not going to talk about that because regardless of what's happening in Afghanistan, this is still modern warfare, cyber attacks. This is this is how people rob each other. You don't rob someone at gunpoint anymore. Now you steal their social security number and buy a car on their credit. Right. Like and that it, is, that's the new robbery, dude. And you ruin their life. Yes. You ruin their credit. It takes weeks and months and thousands of dollars to repair everything. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, when a client asked me before, like, Hey, what, what do we do with all this? The only thing I can say is like, I, I have like LifeLock, um, pay 20 bucks a month. So yeah. that if, if, if my credit is pulled, I get an alert. Yeah, you know, because I, I I did that before my credit got pulled, um, and my thing started going off, and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? I'm like, oh yeah, I just did that to myself. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but that is the only thing I can really think of to like help the situation on an individual basis. All right, so we're I I, I want to talk about LifeLock. Yeah, I disagree with you. Okay, um, I'm going to give a better solution than LifeLock because okay. my identity has been stolen and I had LifeLock. So I'm going to walk you through exactly what it does and what it doesn't do. Okay. Um, and there is a much better solution on the individual side of the equation. Now, what we need to understand, Tony, first and foremost, like these hackers. Mm-hmm. So this this T-Mobile hacker, they asked for six Bitcoin. That's like two hundred and seventy ish thousand dollars. That's it. They stole 40 million social security numbers, 40 million. Right. And they're only asking for two hundred and seventy thousand. That might be a dude in his sitting in his underwear in his mom and dad's basement. Like that might be a single shingle hacker. Right. Wasn't the pipeline like six hundred million? It was ridiculous. Yes, it was ridiculous. So the reason I bring that up is because I I believe most of these hacks, most of these attacks are not coming from individuals in their mom and dad's basement. This is organized crime. It's organized. It's a business, dude. Yeah. There are literally warehouses of these hackers, extortionists, warehouses of people in in countries like Norway and stuff like that where the laws are different, right? Um, And this is what they do for a living. This is how they put food on their table. They they have 1-800 helplines. Yeah, they that they do like the 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 pipeline. They have a helpline. Yeah, so like you can get them their money faster. Yeah, <laughs> like what the? It's it's unbelievable. It's, insane. it's unbelievable. Um, so you know, as we're talking about all this stuff, um, you know, these are forty million social security numbers, right? Um, those social security numbers they're out there forever. So here's what happens, dude. What happens is once your social security number is stolen, and and everyone's has been stolen, everyone. Because Equifax got hacked. Right. So it doesn't matter if they got 40 million social security numbers from T-Mobile. I don't know how many adults are in the U.S. with, with credit, 150 to 200 million. Let's just say 200 million because there's probably 330 million total people. We'll just use 200. Okay. When Equifax was hacked, 200 million social security numbers went right onto the dark web. For sale. Yeah. If you want to get it, you can buy them. Right. Yeah. Now, I don't know how to use the dark web. Right. I don't know anything about any of that stuff because I'm not a criminal. Right. right? But criminals know how to navigate that stuff. Right. So everyone, everyone listening to this podcast, your social security number has been compromised. And just understand that. You need to know that. That's one of the reasons that Equifax back in 2017 was willing to buy 
a LifeLock subscription for everyone for, I think, a year. Yep. Okay. But in exchange, you couldn't sue them. So I, I got LifeLock, but I did not accept their payment. Okay. I never sued them, but okay. I did not accept their, their payment because they did offer to pay for it for a year. I wanted to reserve my rights to, um, you know, obviously litigate down the road if I had to. Right. right? Um, so let, let's take a step back, dude. We're talking personal identity theft, right? But these cyber attacks, this modern warfare, less boots on the ground, more nerds sitting in warehouses with computers in front of them. That is modern warfare. And it's not just coming after individuals. They're going after businesses. They're going after governments. Yep. And Tony, that's one of the reasons that a lot of these cybersecurity stocks have done well over the course of the last year plus. Yeah. Right. Now, I made a comment, I don't know, maybe back in May, um, I was asked about Norton LifeLock, right? And I said, I, you know, hey, not a big fan of what they do. Uh, I prefer Zscaler. Zscaler is more of an enterprise kind of cybersecurity firm. Okay. Right? I mean, Norton LifeLock is more individual. You got your Norton antivirus on your computer, right? which I can tell you we don't use that. No. Okay, so we don't use Norton. Right. So just so everyone understands, when you talk Norton LifeLock, because there there is ac- actually a cult following for Norton LifeLock, because as soon as I said I didn't like them, yeah, and I literally had 10 seconds to say I didn't like them before I talked about the stock I did like, I got hate mail. I got people tried to cancel me by reporting me to Jim Cramer. <laughs> really? I, I, this, I'm dead serious, dude. <laughs> this is ridiculous. How can you have this guy on your network? Get rid of him, Jim. Oh, I've, come on. I've never even met Jim. Right. Yeah. But thanks. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so there is a cult following with Norton LifeLock. Okay. Um, but you look at our business. Okay. And we have an IT firm that comes and they, they set up our Office 365 and all that stuff. You know, um, we don't use Norton. Norton's not strong enough for us. And we're just a small business, dude. Right. We got what? 15 to 20 employees, Right, we're a small business. Yep. And Norton's not good enough for us. So who is Norton good enough for? Probably just the person sitting at home with just a, a solo computer. Right. Their own, and, and their maybe own, it, their own thing yeah. hooked up to their Wi-Fi and stuff. But like once that. you have 5, 10, 20 employees, 100 employees, thousands of employees, people aren't using Norton. Right. Okay. They're using some sort of an enterprise antivirus. They're using some sort of enterprise cybersecurity, all that stuff. Um. I really haven't heard much about governments getting hacked yet. Have you? No, but I do remember when um, the pipeline got hacked and and they, uh, what was it? Uh, they, the Biden administration um, accused Russia. Yeah. Or, or somebody in Russia doing it. Maybe it wasn't their government. It was a but, Russian criminal organization at a bare minimum. Right. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, during a meeting with uh, Putin, you know, Biden slid over a piece of paper with like, all right, you know, like we got hacked, like make sure that these companies don't get hacked. Like that was the most ridiculous thing in the world. He gave them, he gave them like, Hey, hey these two, these 12 companies are off limits. Right. Fair game on everyone else. (laughs) Are you serious, dude? Come on, man. (laughs) Dude, I I don't know. It blew my mind. Yeah. Well, everything coming out of that administration is, uh, is a little iffy right right. now. Um, remember the shaggy song? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of the the motto. Right. Right. I didn't do it. Right. Had to be Trump. Yeah. 
Definitely. Had, <laughs> had and this 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 was set in stone a while ago, Billy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you came in and wrote a hundred executive orders and yeah, broke those stones. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Come on, man. All right, we're not gonna bash Biden. <laughs> come on, anymore. man. We're done. We're done. Come on, man. All right. Um, all right. So you like Norton LifeLock. You pay like 20 bucks a month. Yeah. It gives you a notification if your credit's pulled, if there's a checking account open in your name, like all that stuff. Right. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah. So my identity was stolen. I believe it was summer of 2018 and I had LifeLock. Okay. Okay. And I would get notification after notification that they're trying to go to Wells Fargo and Citibank. They're going to all these different companies trying to take out credit cards. Okay. In my name with my social security number. And dude, it's a pain in the butt, bro. Like I was able to stop the issuance of those cards. Now here's what they did. They used a, a vacant homes address in Florida. That's how they do this. Okay. So the credit card gets shipped when approved to a vacant home. Like these guys know what they're doing, dude. And they probably drive by that house every day. They follow the mailman, right? And then they go and they check the mailbox. Hmm. They know what they're doing. It's okay. not coming to their home address. Right. Okay. So Norton LifeLock, what it did is it notified me, but then I would have to spend hours filing reports, reaching out to the Wells uh, Fargo, Citibank. It wasn't me. They, don't, they don't stop it. They, just they do not. They, they just let you know. know. Now, okay. they will help you to stop it. They'll be on the phone with you while you're on the phone. They can't do it on your behalf. Okay. So- I shut them down, shut them down, shut them down. A month later, they tr they would try again. again. I don't know if it was the same people right. or if my stuff was just on the black market, right. on the just, dark web, yeah, just being purchased being by new people. Yeah, being you know? resold and resold. So I eventually got to the point where I had to freeze all three credit reports. Hmm. Very easy. To, it's free. Okay. And all you have to do is you get a login and a password, and you've got to make sure you remember your login and your password. And uh, if you want to unfreeze it because you're going to buy a new car or something like that, you literally just you say, which which one are you pulling? TransUnion, Equifax, Experian, which one are you pulling? Yeah. Uh, we pull uh, all three and we take the average. OK, well, I got to go unlock all three. You'll unlock all three in five minutes. OK. And you can unlock them for a day. You set the time frame and then you go back to the lender and you say, hey, you got one day. It's unfrozen. For a day, right. it automatically refreezes tomorrow. So that, for me, that's the only thing that got everyone to stop. And you can do that without having Norton LifeLock. It's free. Okay. And it is... What do you, so tell me again. You, so you, you, go to, you go to Equifax. Yeah. You go to their website. Right. You open an account. Okay. Right. You create a login with your social security number. They'll probably ask you. It's been a while, but I'm sure they ask for your driver's license number. What's the first car you own? You know, yeah, all those yeah, like yeah, security yeah. questions yeah. to make sure it's you. Yeah. Um, and then you go to each of those three, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, and you just, you, you put a freeze on your credit. Hmm. I think everybody should do that because 40 million social security numbers are on the dark web right now. Before that, there were 200 million anyways from Equifax, Yeah, you know? So I think the best solution here is just to freeze all three. So when somebody goes to Wells Fargo and tries to open up a credit card, it's immediately blocked. It's like, we can't pull your credit. Immediately. They yeah. can't do anything. Just, you can't do anything. Can't do anything. Interesting. Right? Now, the $20 a month is negligible. Who cares? You know? Right. LifeLock's still going to give you notifications. You can have them both. Yeah. But LifeLock's not going to do what freezing your credit will do. That's interesting. Yeah. It's hmm. seriously the easiest thing, and it's free. Right. And it's, it's the most secure thing you can do. You just don't lose your password. 
Right. I've never done that. And I don't know what it would look like if I were to lose my password, but I don't think it would be very easy to unwind that. Yeah. So, you know, save it, you know, somewhere in your email and your outlook. I mean, save it in multiple places, write it down and put it in your safe at home, whatever, man. Like you need your passwords. Yeah. My, my, my my head, my, you know, my wheels are spinning a little bit. I think that's a fantastic idea. I'm going to, I'm going to look into that in the next couple of days. I would really encourage everyone listening to this podcast to, to take awesome. that step, right? Yeah. Especially if you don't have Norton Life Lock, you have no idea that you're probably already getting ripped off. Yeah. Right. Just go freeze, freeze all three. It'll take you 30 minutes to set up the accounts and freeze all three. And then on a going forward basis, if you need to unfreeze one of them, it'll take you 90 seconds to unfreeze one. Hmm. And it'll automate, you set the date where it refreezes. Very simple. Cool. Um, Let's just, let's wrap up here and let's just talk about the ransoms being paid in Bitcoin. Hmm. Okay. Um, obviously, there's a lot of talk right now. People want to regulate crypto. Right. Okay. First and foremost, you know why the government wants to do it. They want their tax money. Correct. Okay. They're going to play it off like, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to save all you guys and we're going we're gonna to eliminate ransom. Right. That's not why they're doing it. But that, that's their narrative. True. Right. Um, very, very interesting that, that these continue to get paid in crypto, but very self-explanatory as well because it's untraceable. Right. And that's one of the beautiful things about crypto. Um, what do you think, Tony, that that means for the future of crypto? Do you think that means it's more likely that it gets regulated as we see more and more of these crypto ransoms? Um, what do you, what do you, what's your take as far as that stuff goes? Well, they're a slow moving machine, the government, right? Oh yeah. So even if they did want to regulate, I don't think they know how to, because like you make a good point earlier, you said if you bought crypto and sold it, there's no kind of recording of it. Yeah. Really. You know, there, there's no statement yeah. from Coinbase or if you buy it on PayPal, what, whatever you're, however you're buying your crypto, there's no statement yeah, and they don't create 1099s and, and things like that. Right. Yeah. So there, there needs to be a lot of thought that goes into it yep. and our government's too slow. So it could still be years until something's implemented, but I, I can't see them pulling anything out in the next couple of weeks, months. Yeah. I mean, they're, you like know, that. they're talking and they're, yeah. they'll move quicker on this because it's tax dollars at stake. You know, so they, they will move a little, they, they want their money. I understand right? I mean, that. How much did, how much did this administration, and I'm going to put you on the spot and you probably don't know the answer because I don't know the answer, but right. do you remember how much this administration was, was going to spend on beefing up the IRS. IRS audits? Was it like 70 mil, 70 billion, maybe 70 billion with the goal of bringing in an additional 700 billion over the next decade. It was something, something like that. I mean, the only thing I can see if, if they're, if they're going to beef up the IRS and, and maybe it's to find that crypto exchange because it's becoming more popular. I think that's one of the main things they're targeting. They, they need to start looking at people's checking and savings accounts. Cause like once you sell it, I mean, if you want to monetize it, it needs to land somewhere like a checking account. So you're going to start having to answer for big chunks of money that show up. That don't come from employers and stuff yeah. like, hey, where'd that money come from? I, that's the only way I can see them. You're going to get a personal audit, and they're going to and they're going to be asking for bank records yep. immediately, yeah, and looking for five, ten, hundred thousand dollar chunks of money appearing out of nowhere. Explain yep. that to me. Yeah, that's 
that's a lot of work. I mean, that, I mean there's, 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 like you said, we said 200 million people. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how they do that. That's pretty unless brutal. They, unless they have access to things that we don't know. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure they do. Got to, right? Yeah. Like, hey, like, oh, this hundred grand showed up in that bank. I mean, it might yeah. be a Patriot. They got thing. microscopes that we don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. X-rays, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got them. Um, any final thoughts from you, Tone? No, I, I, you know what? I, I, I think you, you, you're good. I've known you for a long time. You're good at thinking outside the box. I like this, like freezing your, your credit and going straight to the source rather than being notified that you're, yeah. you know, people are blowing you up. Yep. I, and, and obviously you lived through it. I, I think that's fantastic. People listening to this should, uh, look into it, consider it. It's easy. It's yeah. easy to do. Dude. Oh. Don't lose your the, password, though. Yeah, yeah, don't lose your password. And, and my final thoughts will just be, um, you don't want to go through this process yeah. of having your identity stolen. Um, we had a guy here in the office who went a little too far with him, and they actually bought trucks or vans in his, in his name. Wow. And it screwed up his credit. Um, I was able to catch it because I had LifeLock, but LifeLock did not do enough. Yeah. I, re- I probably don't need LifeLock anymore because you can't even pull my credit, right? So my final thought is it is an excruciating process if you let it go too far. Nip it in the bud right now. Yep. Get all three frozen and sleep well at night. Yeah. As long as you do that, you should be okay. My, mine, I haven't been hacked, but I, I've, you know, I heard it's just miserable. Yeah. You know? Yep. So. All right, so that wraps up today's show. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends about us. Shoot us any questions at info at swpconnect.com. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.